I, I feel a little bit like the prophet Jeremiah this week when it comes to the idea of peace. The prophet Jeremiah was a prophet who lived during the days of the last kings of Judah, right before the, the destruction of Israel as a nation was about to occur. And uh, Jeremiah said the people were carelessly talking about peace, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. How can I preach about an invitation to peace when I look around me and I, and I don't see a lot of peace going on in our world? I don't want to be careless about my words of peace. Uh, and if you've watched the news all week, uh, you're probably like me. You've seen so many images uh, from coming out of Syria and the destruction there and, and the children and the refugees. And it, and it breaks my heart. And I see the, the killing of thousands of people and the utter inability of anyone to do anything of substance about it. War seems easy. Peace seems impossible. And that's the way it is in the world. The best the world has to offer is war. But Advent is an invitation to a better world. Advent is an invitation to the front row of God's rescue plan for a world that is headed for destruction. Advent is an invitation to peace in the midst of chaos. Advent is truly an invitation to Jesus. And when the Bible speaks about peace, it has much to say. Uh, peace is one of the primary goals, one of the primary themes of Scripture. And I, and I hope you understand that. Peace is one of the primary goals of God. God desires peace. And the Bible's idea of peace, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament throughout, is, is the same. This idea of peace uh, is a peace that doesn't oppress others. Uh, See, the world's ideas of peace includes oppression of those who don't agree with you. See, the world's definition of peace is there will be peace as long as you do what I tell you to do. Then we'll have peace. Uh, but the Bible is different. God is different. Uh, peace in the Bible is, is going back all the way to the beginning, to Genesis. Peace in the Bible is about correcting God's creation in which we have broken. Uh, that that's the purpose that God desires for us, is that we are whole. Uh, it is about fulfilling the purposes of humanity that God has built within each of us. It is about humanity living out our God-given identity. For God, peace is obtained when we understand who we are in Christ, in Jesus, when we seek to live kingdom-minded uh, lives. Even the Jewish people today, when, when they greet one another... Uh, what do they say? Do you know? Shalom. shalom. And, and shalom means peace be with you. Uh, in fact, turn to your neighbor and say shalom. Shalom. There you go. Peace be with you. And, and shalom is a greeting, but it's more than just a greeting. There, there's multiple layers of meaning in that term shalom. Uh, it, it means to be safe. It means to be well. It means to be happy. It means it's a friendly greeting. It's, it's good health. It's prosperity. It's peace, it's favor, it's rest, it's wholeness. It means to be complete or full or perfect. Shalom. That's a great word. That's something I want. And that's the invitation we have from God. So when, when the Jewish people, they say shalom, they're, they're hoping, they're more than just saying hi, they're hoping that truly peace is upon you and upon me, that peace will come.
But how do we get that? How do we have peace? Dean touched on it just briefly in the video. After his diagnosis with cancer, a friend of his told him, you didn't know how long you'd live before the diagnosis, and you still don't know. See, that peace began to come to him when he recognized this, that he is not in control. We often have this false assumption that we are in control. But he began to have peace when he let go of that. And that's hard. That idea that we have to trust God in the dark, in the dark days. Advent is an invitation to peace. But not a peace like the world gives. Uh, let's look again. I want us to look at some of the scriptures remind us that remind us of this, of this peace. And we're going to start with Psalm 122 that was read just a while ago. It is a psalm of peace. And actually, it's a, it's a prayer of peace as well. A prayer for peace over Jerusalem. And, and you have to under, it's in part of the Psalms, it's a, a prayer of ascent. And, and that means that this psalm would have been sung or recited as the people, the Jewish people are going up uh, uh, to the Temple Mount uh, for some type of festival or, uh, or for worship. And so uh, Jerusalem is built on a hill. And the temple is on the, one of the, the mounts there. And so as the people are going up the steps to the temple, they, they would be saying these words. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So they're coming up the, the steps to the temple, into uh, the temple, shouting and praising God. It reminds us, too, that as we come to worship, we also should rejoice. We should rejoice when we come into worship. Worship should remind us of the kingdom of God that is to come. Worship should bring us a sense of peace that God is king and that his kingdom will never end. And in this psalm is a prayer for peace for Jerusalem specifically. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. Even as the people are saying this, especially in Jesus' time, as they're going up to the Temple Mount, there is not peace. But they're praying for it. May peace be here and may peace be upon us. We are called as a people of God to pray for peace in Jerusalem specifically. But we are also more than that to pray for for God's peace, period. Because there is no peace without God. And praying for peace is difficult when we look out and see that there isn't peace in the world. For many, there's not even peace within our family. You know, for, for many of us, it's just right here. It's not even, I can't even worry about that because I don't even have peace here in my world. So how do we pray for peace when it seems like there is no peace? How do we see, receive God's invitation to peace? Advent. Advent, we have to remember this season. We have to remember Advent. We have to remember, recite, remind, reminisce, recall the promises of God. God is with us. That's what Advent is reminding us of. Emmanuel, God with us. There are times that I'm anxious and there's something about knowing that God is with me that just can calm my spirit. It's like when you're a kid and you're running into your mom's arms when something bad happened, you know, and your mom can't make the pain go away, but just, just being there and her holding you and being there is just it's enough. 
is there's that comfort, that, that peace. See, when, when Dean was given the diagnosis of brain cancer, it was an overwhelming blow. Not just brain cancer, but this brain cancer will kill you. It threatened to crush him. But what did God give him? Peace. But this wasn't the easy peace of the world, but the hard-fought peace in the midst of death. This is the trust of God in the dark. And you see, Isaiah, the prophet, he reminds us of this peace that God can give. A peace that isn't right now, but a peace that can come and a peace that can come in the midst of it. He says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. You might be living in a land of deep darkness right now. But, but this is the promise that, that God gives us. The people who walked in that type, in the darkness of the world, they have seen a great light. Advent. But, but here it comes. What's next is, is the present that we've been waiting for, for Christmas. This is the, the promise that is absolutely mind-boggling. This is the word of hope, the word of love, the word of joy, the word of peace. Here is the invitation. And I can barely read it at times without becoming overwhelmed with these words and these promises. And, and, and for those of you who are parents, before we read this, I want you to think about, think about that day your child was born. You were overwhelmed, weren't you? It was overwhelming. For those of you who don't have kids, I'm sorry, you don't have that experience. But, but think about those experiences in your life, maybe uh, married or falling in love, that thing that overwhelmed you and it was just amazing. I want you to think about that as we, as we read these words, this promise that was given to Isaiah and has been given to each of us. For a child has been born for us. A son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and for his kingdom. That's that's the promise. That's the invitation. But it doesn't stop there. Oh, no, there is more to the promise. Here's the invitation. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. We talked about that last week, how this, this promise that in the midst of death, in the midst of nothing that is growing, in the midst of a stump, there'll be a shoot that comes out. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And then it goes on, it continues, it says this, The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. It's absolutely incredible. This is the, the promise of peace that God is giving us. A peace that is unbelievable, where a wolf and a lamb lie down together, and neither are afraid. But there's more. It says this, On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the people. On that day, the Lord will extend his hand a second time, a second gift of grace. On that day, you will say, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. On that day, you will shout aloud and sing for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Advent is an invitation to remember 
that in spite of the chaos around us, we have been promised peace in the coming of Jesus. The people of God have waited in anticipation. We wait in anticipation. And then from the prophets of old to the angels of glory, we remember again this invitation. Remember in in Luke's gospel, the shepherds, they're hanging out at night. They're in the fields. It, It was a normal day that was about to be interrupted by glory. All of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared. Remember, and it startled them. They were shocked. Uh, they jumped up wondering what, uh, silently what was going on. And then it said the glory of the Lord shone all about them. And they went from being afraid to being terrified. And it says this, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. In the midst of the chaos, he says, I will bring your peace. Glory to God and peace on earth. This is the hard-fought peace, though. It's not an easy peace. It is a peace in the midst of the chaos of the world. And we see it throughout Scripture, throughout Jesus' life. Wherever Jesus went, there was chaos. But he brought a sense of peace in the midst of that. Jesus knew that the best the world had to offer was a peace that oppressed others. And it made him weep. He, he saw it when he was older. I can just imagine. Remember when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, especially that final time. He was coming into Jerusalem for one of the feasts and the festivals. And, and Jesus is going up to the temple and he's going with the people and they're ascending. And he's saying this psalm of ascent that we read earlier. They are singing and saying this psalm together. This, this psalm that says, uh, blessed is he who comes into the house of the Lord. And, and they're excited And as he's going up, what what does Jesus do? He begins to weep. And he says this, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace. Here he is going to worship, but he knows that there's chaos in the world. And he's weeping because he sees the best the world has to offer is war and oppression. He said, you don't recognize peace. Peace is knowing Jesus. Peace is understanding that without Jesus, there is no peace. We cannot manufacture it on our own without God. But Jesus is gracious. He grants us peace even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the chaos. In John's gospel, we read these words. These words, Jesus is speaking to the disciples on their worst night when they're about to experience incredible chaos and pain and suffering. He says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. His invitation is the same now as it was then. 
Jesus will give us peace if we receive it. That doesn't mean everything will go easy. It means that in the midst of death, we can remember Advent. It means that in the midst of pain, we can remember Advent. It means that in the midst of the chaos going around us, God is with us. If we let him have control, we can have the hope of the promise of the future. So receive this invitation. Shalom. Peace be with you. Let us pray.